Greetings everyone and welcome to the 96th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach and I'm joined by my fellow Hans Zimmer appreciator, Jaden. Hello. Although Top of the morning. should be Michael Giacchino appreciator. Yeah, it should actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm always scared. I think I didn't do it because I'm always scared I'm saying his name wrong because there are like so many variations, so many opportunities to mess it up, you know. But yeah, Giacchino. My your favorite Giacchino, I appreciate. He's great. He's great. Anyway, and we also got PTA's number one fanboy, aka John Cena, aka Fitzy, aka Liam. Hello. What's up? Not much. I'm ready to talk about cinema. You know what I mean? That's what I'm ready to do. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. And this week, that movie is The Batman. That's right. We lied to you, you dumb motherfuckers. Wait, what? What? Oh, you didn't know? We're reviewing oh, the Batman. Oh, cool Hulk. Oh, what the heck? Dude, I'm so sorry. Can you give us a quick review of Edward Norton's performance in The Incredible Hulk before we get into The Batman? Um, well, I'm not going to lie. I watched about 40 minutes. Um, oh, you did? So, I know all about that. Okay. No, all right. That did, it, did, that, did that 40 minutes impress you? It wasn't as bad as, like, I thought it'd be. Like, it was okay. Okay. But I think I was getting a bit. It, it felt like it was going going down the slope a little bit, but right. I don't know. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's great. We'll reschedule that, so we'll do that soon anyway. But uh, what are we doing? Oh, the Batman just came out. It opened in the US on the fourth of March, two thousand and twenty-two, directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, this is sort of, a, I guess, now a spiritual successor to our Planet of the Apes reviews, which is fun. Uh, it is an action crime thriller, and the synopsis says, when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Bat- Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and questions his family's involvement. I looked when I was doing all this, when I was doing the prep, and the Batman is currently sitting at 66th place on IMDb's top 250, right above Aliens, <laughs> coincidentally, which is hilarious to me. But, uh, yeah, Jane, I happen to have an inkling as to what you think of the Batman, but uh, please lay it on me right now in as much detail as you like. I think it's really, really, really fantastic. Um, we've been talking about this for months, years, you know, just speculating what it can be, what the names attached, how it's going to turn out. And I think everything I kind of hoped for and everything that, you know, just you could kind of guess could occur, kind of, you know, it just happened. And, like, this this is the perfect Batman movie for me. You know, I, th- I think Matt Reeves has created the best neo-noir in the Western world in recent times. I think... The, it feels like the most whole Batman film in the in just it just feels every inch of it is just you know just is just filled you know like the city is a genuine has genuine characteristics of being a unique city other than just being a New York or Chicago kind of replacement you know the all the characters are so filled the locations are so lived in everything feels like the geography actually feels set and like I, I, I don't know. I just think that the whole film has that kind of tone. It has that quality of just feeling, you know, as if as if it is just perfectly set in, in, in its place. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. We're going to get into – I have a fair bit to say about all the production design and stuff and the setting as well. It's awesome. But uh, 
Liam, I've got no idea what you thought, so please reveal yourself. Oh, shit, bro. Whoa. That was great. Um, it, what Jane said with the city, um, you know, it actually feels like it's kind of like it's very seven-ish with just the rain and the grime and, you know, the very, very gritty atmosphere. The whole film has just a great atmosphere like that. And it's like, it's actual, it's like very procedural and it's actually like a, you know, a slow burn, like mystery crime thing, um, as opposed to like a blockbuster, you know, um, action film, which is really interesting. Um, but like, yeah, the interpretation of Batman, and this is really good. Like I thought Pencil was really, like really incredible. I just, Bruce Wayne, his Bruce Wayne is like, just, you know, he's kind of vampiric and he has like the dark patches under his eyes and he's like mm. really pale and he's just really, you know, he's really uh, emotional, I guess. He's not as controlled as other Batmans. And he's very, um, yeah, just interesting as a, uh, it's an interesting interpretation. I really uh, enjoyed him. And yeah, just the whole film has a lot of, like, realistic characters, interesting characters. Um, and yeah. I think it's great. Do you think that was deliberate that uh, he looks vampiric? Matt Reeves is like, let's reference so. Twilight, you know? Oh, let's yeah. do it. Why not? Well, also, like, his, the actual, like, Bruce Wayne, like, the house he's in, like, when he oh, first, totally. like, got up in the day, I was like, wait, is that just, like, that's, like, an actual, like, you know, vampire kind of mansion? That's, like, <laughs> you know? I loved the whole Wayne Tower interior. I thought it was great. It felt really different. And, uh, yeah, like, I know like, there's, like, the chandeliers and the round table that Alfred's sitting at. Um, that's, of course, the first thing anyone wants to hear in a Batman review. But um, the movie's the movie's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, it really it, – it's, it's just terrific. Like, I don't even know. I feel like there's so much to get into and so much to break down. Um, it's not without its issues for me, but overall, like, it, it really did fulfill that promise of – what I think everyone really wanted out of this film, you know, it really is the trailers in, in, in the, you know, strongest compliment. Like if you watch the trailer and thought, man, this movie looks awesome. I hope, I hope this lives up to, to that. Then yeah, this movie is just basically a three hour version of the trailer and it's freaking it's freaking awesome. Like it captures the tone. They use the exact same music and the Nirvana song and all that stuff's terrific. And it all just really comes together and works in terms of, Bloody Robert Pattinson uh, playing Batman, dude. He is the standout of this movie for me. There are, you know, many performances we'll get into, but for me, he just kills this role. I don't know. It's going to take some time and also just the fact that we've had so much more time with Christian Bale. You know, I still prefer Christian Bale. I still prefer that interpretation of the character at this point in time, but there's no doubt that, I really appreciated how different this felt, um, how it really tried to, in, you know, the film does this overall, but just speaking specifically to the interpretation of the Bruce Wayne character, how it really stands on its own compared to other interpretations I've seen. Um, the fact that we spend so little time with Bruce Wayne, there is really, I mean, in, he's in and out a little bit, but there's really only one extended scene I feel like we get with Bruce Wayne 
and that's sort of the the funeral scene. Outside of that, you know, we get little drips and drabs with him in the mansion and stuff. In the well, it's not even his, it's not the manor, is it? It's the uh, it's Wayne Tower. But outside of that, Robert Pattinson plays Batman in the suit for eighty percent of this movie, and just knocks that out of the park. I really liked how. One of the most noticeable things right off the bat is that Bruce Wayne is not a playboy at all, like the furthest thing from it. And I thought that was one thing going in where I'm like, I don't know, can Robert Pattinson be this be this Christian Bale playboy? Can he pull off that side of it? And in the future, I've got no doubt that the character will probably evolve into that in some way. But in this film, he is not that at all. He is a recluse. He is socially awkward. Uh, he he functions like a bat in the socially sense that- Socially awkward? What do you mean socially awkward? He's very socially awkward, Bruce Wayne. He is. Like, what do you doing, mean by that? Well, there is that whole funeral scene when he gets out and he's like looking around and he does not want to be there at all. And then he's walking up the stairs and he has to talk to Fal Cody. <laughs> it's the I mean, whole like, thing. Like part of that is because he's like, you know, he's doing a bit of sleuthing in his mind. But like, I think just yeah. in his other interactions, you can just tell that he's not, he's not a people person and he's very no. Yeah. But he's like he's, he feels like a bat, like he's straight up, like he does. It, it feels like this this guy goes out at night, and this is very much thematically relevant to the film as well. He's addicted to being Batman at this point. Like he he goes out at night. He's Batman. We see him driving his little his motorbike. He comes in in the morning. He probably just sleeps or you know trains or whatever, and then he goes out at, as Batman. Like that's literally all he does. And I think mm. that's awesome. And it, it's clearly how, it's clear how uncomfortable he is being in the public eye in Gotham. No one ever sees him. They comment on that multiple times. And I just thought that was really interesting and a really cool way to take this and also very relevant to the arc he has throughout the movie as well. So I thought Pattinson was great. And just outside of that side of it, his performance overall, his line delivery, him as Batman, all all his dialogue was awesome. I loved his Bat voice. And more than anything, I loved just him sort of like every scene with him just staying there talking to someone, whether it's mostly Gordon or um, or Catwoman or whoever else, like I just loved watching him on screen talk. You know what I mean? Like he just had a great sense of the character. I thought I was really into that. For you, Jaden, is is Robert Pattinson? Where does he stand in the echelon of of Batman for you? And just how did, how much did you enjoy him in the role? I don't know. I, um, I think I prefer him to Ben because Aff- I, th- I think look, I think Ben Affleck's Batman is too old you know like i think they oh, probably yeah. cast him at the wrong time you know like once you're getting to kind of like this kind of 40 age you know i, th- I think you probably don't want to be casting this cat this batman character because then, then like you know, a lot of the i think it's kind of like the same way with bond you don't want to cast an old bond you don't want to cast an old batman i feel so i feel like kind of Pattinson's kind of like the perfect age yeah. um so in that aspect i, th- I think i just in, in pure like that, I prefer him over Affleck. But like, I think, like you said with Bale, I think it's going to be a time thing. And once we spend more time with Pattinson, yeah, I think I think it's going to come to love it because you know I think I do prefer just this depiction of him more. It's, it's a lot subtler, you know, for for all the realism and the grounding of the Dark Knight. He is still this larger than life character. You know, he is still a superhero. He is still a playboy, like you mentioned. He's still a pu- massive public figure. Whereas in this, he can just be a detective in a mask. And like, you know, like like I think so. I think like so much of this movie just works as a as a kind of this noir detective thriller. Like if you take out Batman and just replace him with a detective, 
I think it is it still remains the same. It still works, you know. Um, and I think I think like in that kind of just um, simpleness of the character, I think I think it might be one of the best. Probably my favorite live action depiction. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Even like you think over Christian Bale right here. Yeah. Like like like. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love Bale. I love the Nolan yeah. world. But like. You know, it's like I was saying, like, like it's it still feels like, it still feels like a character from comic put onto screen, whereas this feels like a very real world character, and I kind of like that for Batman. You know, no, I, I totally agree. One of my main takeaways actually was the fact that everyone talks about the Dark Knight trilogy being, you know, this grounded take on Batman, this grounded take on superheroes. Uh, yeah, we hadn't seen nothing yet, dude. This movie's way more grander than the Dark Knight trilogy, and that's like impressive to me. It's 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 really interesting the fact that even in that trilogy, like I get it's more grand compared to most films in the genre, but Batman still feels like as a character still feels like he has a mythical sort of presence to him. Like he teleports, you know, he uh, mm. he can he still can like glide with the with just the cape, you know what I mean? And and he he feels like he's on a plane of existence above the regular characters still, you know what I mean? Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, he doesn't feel human. Not like, really, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and that's not to compare him to like Superman or something, but yeah, he definitely feels like he's sort of above. In this film, Batman feels like just a dude standing there in the bat suit. And don't get me wrong, like. But that's it's awesome, and he still has gravitas to him as a as sort of a presence in the film. But he, he, at the end of the day, like he's just another guy standing there helping the the police solve this crime. Like it's not, you know what I mean? They, like it's kind of explained away in like his kind of like is in that this is a, a a very young Batman. You know, it's a year two, or it should, like it's kind of adapted from like the year one storyline in like the year two type thing. In yeah. that this is you know, so it's all still figuring stuff out. So like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if come the next movie or whatever happens with this year like with this batman mm. if 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 it does kind of get that kind of bigger bolder type thing but like for this first outing for it for it not being an origin story i think it handles a character like it is an origin type thing and uh, definitely i, I, th- I think yeah. i love it you know yeah it's can, not an origin yeah. story like no. in terms of avoiding the martha wayne's and the the death stuff of course but it is an origin story in how it chooses to approach the character clearly in Bruce and, and Batman still very much feel like they're in the earlier stages of their development as a character. And we're going to see that continue to grow. And like the playboy stuff and all that stuff we've just talked about is well, I feel like by the third film, and I presume this will end up being multiple films. I, by the third or however many we get, like we're going to see a very different Batman. And I think that's all very intentionally laying the groundwork, you know, for that in this movie. Mm. Well, I think Robert Pencer wouldn't make a good Bruce Wayne playboy. And, like... Oh, yeah, for sure. In the trilogy, like, Bruce Wayne uses his public identity to, like, help him as Batman. Or he, like, kind of masks the fact that he's Batman just with that, with his, you know, his identity as a playboy. Um, it's kind of like a tool for him. But, um... Mm. I mean, yeah, what you are saying about, like, him being a reclusive stuff is really is really accurate it's like i like from the trailer like with the like talking about like you're being grounded as well i thought like when there's like that tower shot when he like jumps off and it like tilts down and i thought they were like 
some kind of demon goons or something, but they were just the cops that were like running. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were just like the cops. They were like running after him. And like there's nothing, there's nothing like mystical. There's nothing like, you know, um, superhuman in the film. Like there's no, you mm. know, apart from I guess the one serum, but like, like Birmingham begins, there's still the, the fear serum that like spreads across Gotham and yeah, stuff like right, that. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like nothing in that film. Like, as Jane said, it's just like, it's a crime drama and it's very um, grounded. And like the way Batman fights, you see it from the first scene, like fighting those guys with like, you know, half white on their face or whatever. Yeah. It's like, like, it takes a few. Yeah. It takes a lot of punches for him to actually, you know, put someone down because that's like, uh, you know, more real, I guess, than just like stealthing and knocking them out in one. So it's like. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that that's really that's really cool. My my favorite and I think the most evident moment of that or everything we're talking about right now in the film is the the squirrel suit moment and how much I loved that and thought it was awesome. Like when he gets to the top of the of the building mm. And he's scared to jump off it. Like oh, he's like, yeah, "Oh yeah. shit!" And I, and that's like so not Batman at all. At least the one like I'm used to. And the fact he's like, "Oh shit, Jesus Christ!" And then he like, and then he like hesitantly jumps, and then he like completely kills himself. You know, jumping off in this really awkward, like real looking squirrel suit. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool actually. Like it totally, that was super grounded in the way I, I really liked. And again, like I've got no doubt, like you know, this is going to be, this is going to develop. I've got no doubt in future films that we're going to see him like very confidently glide and stuff, and that's going to be cool to see at the time, you know. Um, how is this like? Cause I think I was asking Michael, and I was asking just like you know, like our friends that we went to see with, and I was like, like so, like is this a reboot of the DC kind of storyline? Like, how does this happen? Like, how is this character going to work with the rest of the DC kind of? You know, film works. Are we going to see a Justice League with this Batman or not? Because like, I cannot imagine this Batman, like in his current state, interacting with other heroes or like in any kind of role yeah. like that. I can't see. I can't even see the worlds merging together like that. This very much feels like a standalone film, where like it, it, it feels like another Dark Knight case, where like you know, these are going to be a series of films and they're just going to be unattached from, you know, your 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 other part of the extended universe. I mean, I hope Why? they don't do that. I've listened to Matt Reeves talk about this two days ago and the way he described it was that, you know, obviously, (laughs) oh, yeah, I just had a chat to him. I just called up Matt, you know, I was like, bro, big fan, you know. But um, (laughs) he, uh, the the way he talked about it was is that obviously Warner Brothers can do anything they want, you know, so Mm. who knows what they'll do in the future. But for him, this is a Batverse. We know we're getting the, um, we know we're getting the Penguin show. We know we're getting the, the, the Gotham PD show. Um, so there are spin-off shows from this film that we know we're getting and presumably sequels and all that. But he just, he described it as a Batverse. Like this is a this is his own contained Batman universe with just Batman characters. You know what I mean? He's not he's not interested in Superman and stuff at this stage. So yeah. that's what answers that, I think, for the time being anyway. Yeah, because I, I totally agree. And that like, you know, I'm super down to see more of this like Gotham and more of this world. I think it's really well realized. But before I get before we get too carried away. I just want to say that the opening 30 minutes of this movie is incredible. It is. I was like sitting in my seat like, dude, this is a, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. Like so for the first 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, like the start of it, the choice to have the whole introduction of Batman in this movie is the best I've ever seen. It is the VO is incredible. The choice to have 
Robert Pattinson, Arbats, Arbats as people call him, I believe. Um, I'm just going to start doing that. Would you like me to start doing that, Jaden? No, you really don't. Um, the choice to have him narrate the start of the film and also the end, which is very relevant, but loved it, dude. He's friggin' just him just coming in as we get the incredible montage of all the goons in Gotham getting scared shitless of the signal. And, you know, it's not, what, what, what does he say? You know, it's not a, uh, it's not just a call, it's a warning. And him talking about that and the fear that he strikes in the hearts of people in Gotham and the criminals like looking in the shadows and the friggin' theme just going the whole time underneath, like the, building the tension. Oh, it was just, it was a remarkable, like, I just want to watch that, that like five minute sequence on YouTube on repeat when I can, you know, like it was Remarkable. And then, of course, we get like the whole slow reveal of him walking out of the shadows and we get the scene from the trailer, which is just as friggin' awesome. God damn. God damn. It was so hype. It was it was remarkable. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just needed to fanboy over that. I just needed to fanboy over that. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, before we get too far into the cocksuck and like- Oh, you sorry. That- yeah, I, did, I sort of just went like real hard on that, didn't I? I just went like- mm. Oh, no, like- <laughs> Like, I, I, just, I just know, like, like you know, we, 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 I think we will probably go down a rabbit hole and we probably will, like, just kind of go down that kind of, just keep on praising. But, like, you know, you you, yeah. you did give this movie not a perfect score and you did say you have drawbacks. I'm just wondering what those drawbacks are now. Because, like, mine are just very minor simple. Like, I lost interest in the car chase scene. Um, oh, I've seen people say that, yeah. For like ten yeah. seconds, and I was back into it, kind of like I, I like. But then, and like also later on, in like um, when like the Ridley goons happened, like I, I, although I loved it, I think there was like a tad bit of me that was withdrawn as well. But like, they're my only quarrels with the film. But it seems like you kind of have a bit more substantial ones. Do you, Jan? Do you want me? I was I was trying to go positive and then like you know come in with the drawbacks at the end. You want me to just go ham on the negatives? You want me to shit on this movie? Is that what you want me to do? I mean, like we've we've, we've spoken about it positively for twenty minutes, and then you know we'll we'll, we'll do this segment, and then we can you know dick right. And, we'll get, and then we'll just end strong. We'll end strong yeah. and positive. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just I'm only I'm only being a smart ass. Um, no, I mean for me the movie's too long. I I think. There's a good 20 minutes of this movie that uh, could have been cut. Because you're a Zoomer and you have a short attention span and you can't focus on the screen for more than fucking two seconds on your TikToks now. <laughs> no, there are just there are moments in the film and, and it makes sense to sort of maybe um, if we get more specific into it in, when we talk about the actual like the detective plot and stuff. But there are just moments in the film where I feel like characters just sort of explain the plot like too many times and it's like, it, it's fine, guys. I get it. It's cool. Um and so, you know, there, there's stuff there. I would have cut the Joker scene at the end. I, I, I really didn't like it um, at all. Mm, I just am not interested yeah. at all in seeing seeing the Joker in this universe. But, I mean, oh, it's, really? it's, like, it's I want to see the Joker. I just didn't like how it was included in this. Oh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm both. I, I agree with you on that, only that half as well, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. If that makes sense. Why didn't you, why didn't you like it, Fitzy? Didn't like what? Having the scene in the film. Oh, I don't know. It just felt very like, you know, post-credit, usual DC stuff. Like, yeah, it's not a good, it's not, it's never a good way to introduce character in the previous film, I think. I mean, Batman Begins, I guess, did it with the card, but that was, you know, ominous and not fully revealing, but. Um, yeah. It was also new at the time. I don't True. know. I, th- I, think there's, I think there's something to be said for this movie uh, decides to play do literally the exact same thing as Batman Begins, which is introduce the Joker at the end and tease it, which is like, 
don't know. I really didn't need that, you know. It was just a pointless scene that really added nothing. I am interested in the idea that it is Barry. What's his name? Barry Keen. Yeah, Keen? yeah, yeah. He, he seems interesting. That is interesting yeah. that, that they cast him. So, you know, he's a great actor. I've got no doubt that he'll be a great Joker, but I don't know. It just sort of – I wanted to – if they, I would have preferred they don't tease a sequel, to be honest. But if they were going to do it, I would have at least preferred it be something that was hasn't been done before. You know, did you have any thoughts on that scene, Jane? Just sort of while we're talking about it, because you know, may as well, well get it all out there. Like, I, I didn't mind it. Like, I thought I thought it was fine, but like, the, the, I, I didn't want to see the Joker in either. Not just because I feel like he's too obvious of a villain for this kind of, you know, because like in in, in this one, they, 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 you know, they picked like none of these are obscure villains. You know, it's like the Riddler and the Penguin and whatnot. Like you know, they're they're, they're not your, they're, they're not like you know your go to roster. So I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping they'd keep up that streak for latter ones. And you know, yeah. like coming out of the theater, like we weren't a hundred percent sure on who it was. You know, because I, I thought it was Harvey Dent because the because the scarring. I, did, I didn't hear him say you're a clown. And then you know, like one of our friends was saying, you know, it was um, you know, it'd be funny if it was Mad Hatter. And like, well, Mad Hatter is like you know, like it's a you know, it's it's a obviously it was joking that like I'd love to see that over the Joker just because it's kind of that adverse character choice and whatnot. yeah, it's like I didn't have a problem with the scene. I, I quite like the scene actually, but I just don't. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather not see the Joker. But like one year, you know, if it's happening. It, it, so. in, interesting. Like you guys are like two halves of my whole in that sense. Mm. Like I, I agree with both of you. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, yeah, I agree. It's the obvious choice, and I would much prefer they. And who knows, like, I don't want to, you know, I think it's clear that he's going to be in the sequel, obviously, but there could be other villains in it too. I just would much prefer they did the same thing they did with the Riddler, which is take a character that hasn't been done in a while and make him, like, grounded and interesting again, you know? Like, I even I saw someone say, like, do Mr. Freeze, and that sounds interesting, but, like, I, the thing is, like, I don't know how they would do that, but I also ne- couldn't necessarily have told you how they were going to do the Riddler. And I feel like there's a way you can do something like that, or you know, anyone else really that mm. you know can you can have a new take on that could be cool. But they probably I'd, still I'd, will do it anyway. I'd actually like to see like a rather flam like like for for all the realism we're talking about in this, I'd I'd love to see like a rather flamboyant and over the top Joker, like like kind of mm. kind of like games versus or like comic esque version, because like cause just to go back to the city, like kind of in his design is kind of this hybrid of tim burton's and nolan's kind of thing it's kind of like this kind of gothic dream that's kind of unique but modern and kind of it's cool like that and i'd love to see like you know it's like batman kind of represents the greatness and i'd love to see kind of like a joker like as this like kind of like the the grandeur kind of type of yeah. reflection of the setting it's like yeah you know, I, th- I think there's interesting things they can do with the joker and i, I would i do trust the team to do an interesting thing, but like, yeah, I, I would have rathered a more obscure character. Yeah, yeah, no, no, completely. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm projecting, but I feel like he just from what that small snippet of a performance we got, it sort of was that to me. But mm. which is cool, but I don't know, I don't know. I mean, there are so many, so many performances, so many. This cast is stacked. Fitzy, you need to just take me, take me somewhere, take me to a performance that stood out to you because we'll get to all of them. But where do you want to start? Oh, I still don't recognize, didn't recognize Colin Farrell <laughs> the entire time. There was maybe a second when he was upside down in the car that I recognized at least the eyebrows. But oh god, yeah, wow! Was like, <laughs> that is the Penguin Man. That is a good. That was a good character. 
unbelievable. Um, yeah. But my problem, my maybe my one problem with the film is Falcone is not that great. I think he's not that intimidating. And we John don't Totoro, get, no! <laughs> and we don't get enough scenes with Paul Dano without the mask. Those are my two oh, interesting. problems. I mean, just comparing it to the trilogy again, which I should probably stop doing, but like we get... I think it's totally fair to do that, by the way. Like that, those movies exist and they're going to be compared to this. Like I think it's... Yeah, but um, like in those films, like we get so much with like the villains and they build so much into Batman's, you know, own ideas and like own philosophy and like the riddler does do that from a distance because he's um like you know against corruption as well and he he kind of helps he kind of helps batman like see the light in terms of he's an orphan yeah yeah like the city batman's foil yes he's he's matt Matt reeves talked about that he is he is batman if batman crossed the line of being a murderer you know Mm. Yeah. Isn't Paul Dano just a great foil? Yeah, they'll be blonde. Oh, no, yeah. No, yes. okay. <laughs> That's um, just like his, on, his, on his resume whenever he applies for a film. It's like, I'll make like, a great yeah. foil for whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For whatever sure your protagonist is, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I think he was like super. He was way more ordinary than I um, thought he was, which is really good. Like, he's like face. Because, um, like his Paul Dano's actual face, like in the like the New York screening looks. I thought he looked like that. I thought that was like his thing. But like, he looked super like ordinary, which was good. But we only got one extended like scene with him, which was pretty good. You know, he was good. He was good. Uh, that yeah. that scene we do get with him is fantastic. I love it. I love the miss. I love the misdirect. I love his acting. I love the, like the subtle inclinations of kind of madness you get. I love. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant scene with him. His performance yeah, I found in that, that really scene, funny as well. Keep him wanting more. I know. did too. Like the way he was like, "No, no, no! This is not the way it's supposed to go." You know, he's like really actually mad. Like, yeah, he's like very delusional. Like you believe you believe that he's delusional, but he's right. I mean, like he is. He's going for a good cause, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I suppose in, in that scene when you know when he starts like just sort of going out of nowhere, like ah. Uh... And then gets into the word he's about to say, like he like draws out his, you know, and he does that. He like starts like not, you know, he doesn't squ- scream or squeal, but he starts like he's totally insane. You know what I'm talking about when he does that? Yeah, yeah. with his voice. But awesome. Every time, every time he did that, I, 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 I like I started laughing and like uncomfortably like shifting in my chair, <laughs> which is like <laughs> the performance gave me a physical reaction. So I was like, oh, this oh, is Luke- making me awkward. <laughs> Luke didn't like the wailing, like the way he cried. Oh, that's but what I meant. Sorry. Kind of- yeah. yeah. It was kind of good. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was it was strange, but I think it worked. It was strange, yeah, for sure. I think it goes to show like it's just it's just another I think it goes to further the, the characters of Batman and Riddler because for as much as they are the same they are different and I think it's that it just shows that he is that bit more kind of ill, I guess is is cuz you know, like like, like he, he obviously is ill and that's why he's in an asylum. So like I, I think I think the wailing's fine. It goes to sh- prove that difference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the the misdirect in the scene is great too. Like the oh, whole, so, so great. you thought you thought he figured it out. And, and yeah. for a second, I was like, because it, it totally worked. Where like in the twenty seconds where I thought that he knew, I was like in my brain going, "Hang on, how does this make sense for the plot? What? Hang on." And then I was trying to backtrack it. And then I was like, "Oh no, no, it's fine." Like he, it, it, it all works. It all works out. Um, well, it, it wouldn't be that unrealistic for him because like because like it's like it's, it's like you know we we're talking when we got out theatre as well. 
um the fact that he is a forensic accountant like it's such a brilliant way to just for him to for the plot to begin you know and for as as to how he knows all this and how it's so easy because like you know like in the modern world money shows everything and like so like all the transactions it, it, you know it, it gives him everything he needs so like, it wouldn't yeah. be that hard for him to figure out you know there's a unusual amount of money disappearing from from Wayne Enterprises going somewhere else you know so like like right had yeah. he jumped on had, had he actually figured it out it wouldn't have been that big of a stretch really you know what are we saying what do you want? he did figure it out though right that he was Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne's Batman. no he no didn't. he didn't oh he didn't but why did he keep repeating it then like what did he because he, he was saying he, he missed him he got he got Alfred instead because the bomb was meant for Bruce Wayne and obviously Batman was preoccupied, so like, and then he was just in that scene. He was just talking about how like there was just that one failure. Oh, I like interpreted that as he was like talking directly to him, like he knew. Well, yeah, but that's, he, he, well, that's what that's what you're meant to feel. And then he says, "Damn it, I missed him." Like, oh, like he, and, then, oh. and then Robert Pattinson has that little acting moment where he's like, "Oh, thank Christ!" Like. Oh really? I totally missed that moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Like it was subtle. Like I, I get missing it, but it was cool. I, I, I appreciated it. He does make some fair points in that scene as well, though. You know. He does. Yeah. He's a real orphan. Oh yeah, for sure. The, the thing I was, it, it really was the thing I was trying to backtrack in my brain about it was like the fact that when he puts the bomb in Wayne Tower, the the letter he leaves to Batman, he leaves a letter every time. It, it had like a fireproof thing on it. Like a little sticker, hmm. which which obviously means that it's meant to be left for Batman to find at the scene. Oh, so I was right. like, how does that make any sense? Like, but it, it, yeah, it, okay, it, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it all worked out. But uh, no, I really, really enjoyed him. I also really enjoyed from the Riddler character, like the 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 little like influencer aspects they threw in there. I kind of oh, yeah, that. yeah, like yeah, like the Twitch thing. That was what, that was yeah. when the trailer came out. It's like like they're the you know like uh, I don't know like. The real like there was a sh- the shooting in New Zealand, like that was like live streamed, right? And it's like it's very oh, I used to make that. Oh, right. Yeah, but it was it was like very realistic in that way, you know, like yeah. it's very modern crime, you know. And it was and it was like it, it was very dark and also funny. It was like it was pretty effective dark humor. I thought. When, oh yeah, when he was like, uh, like so, it, hey, it thanks like for all your comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for all your comments, guys. I appreciate your support. <laughs> like. And, they, and they're all comments like, mm. make sure you bring your rifles. And yeah, no, I thought that was, that was pretty. Yeah. Yeah. That's this right. is so yeah, Kaz yeah. if they didn't remove the dislike button. Mm. That's so Kaz if uh, my parents died in an alley 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up, man. Uh, no, Paul Dano is absolutely terrific. I really enjoyed him. And just like the, every time, like I also really liked that scene when he's FaceTiming Batman in the during the bomb situation. And he mm. like... When he's delivering the riddles and his modulated voice and all that, I thought that was really good, as well. But well, yeah, no, I was just—I was literally going to ask, what did you think of Falco? Why didn't you like him? Uh, I don't know. He was like he was just okay, I guess. Like, we didn't really see much. I guess when he tried to kill Selena, that was kind of brutal. But mm. other than that, there wasn't a lot. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was expecting a little more, I guess, but the whole film is like very small scale. So, well, I, I I really like the performance, but I I agree with you in regards to like his involvement in the plot. In terms of like one of my main issues with the movie actually is the fact that, and it's not a huge issue because it didn't like detract from my engagement, and that's really all that matters. But 
I just felt that the the central mystery and the actual like you know solution we're trying to figure out here and what's the truth you know of this situation it's just it's just it's not that interesting you know it's like oh guys guys the big reveal in this movie is that gotham is corrupt you know and it's sort of like oh yeah i know <laughs> it's like i'm well aware you know and, and that, that was sort of my one letdown where the, the truth and the unmasking of, of this whole game like i really enjoyed the beats to get there. But once we got there and it's just like, everyone works for Falcone. I'm like, didn't we? Yeah, I know. Like (laughs) it sort of felt obvious to me and, but not in like, like a, I literally knew that way, but in sort of like a, you know, like nothing in this, it doesn't feel like a reveal. It's sort of like, okay. Um, It's actually sort of the reverse Blade Runner, if that makes sense, where my criticism with Blade Runner and the way that the plot is structured is that it's so boring scene to scene as we're discovering, like, the truth of the situation. In this movie, like, I find it really engaging beat to beat as, as we get to the next clue and the next clue. But then the, the result is sort of just like, oh, yeah, okay. But I feel like the journey is much more important than the destination in that respect. That's why I don't find it that big of an issue. But, mm. you know, it, it didn't lead to anything crazy. Like, the thing it could have led to that was crazy was that the Waynes were evil people. That could have been like, oh, shit. But they sort of stepped that back, like, two scenes later. You know, they yeah. sort of walk that back real fast. Um, yeah, they, they don't really commit to that. So, you see, yeah, I, that could I, have been cool. But I really liked that kind of aspect that, you know, this kind of other Wayne's part of this like mob empire. But then at the same time, like, had they fully executed it, I don't think I would have liked it because, you know, it would have been kind of betraying, like, kind of 70 years of story that we know of that, you know, these, these are good philanthrop- philanthropic, mm. philanthropical people. Wow, good one. <laughs> I thought that was impressed by that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I know. I think I would have liked it. But yeah, I'm, I think it would have been, you know, it would have been bold and like it would have challenged Patson, you know, Patman. Um, yeah. Patman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think it would have been interesting as well. But like, yeah, I just think I wouldn't have been 100 on it like 96 i understand that yeah yeah i I just think for me that the movie needed it didn't need it because the movie's awesome but it it, i think that one little extra bit of like interesting story element could have really like pushed it like to the next level you know for me but it's fine like it's not the end of the world by any means i think the fact that alfred knew about all this and didn't tell him kind of adds like you know it has like a good element to that, I guess, to how the the Wayne stuff turns out to kind of fizzle. Like at least there's that element of like betrayal with um uh, with Alfred. That was kind of interesting. But like, yeah, that's true. And Alfred was pretty good. We got a pretty good Alfred. And he's no Michael Caine, but you know, I, like he wasn't like uh, it's another thing that we spoke about was that, like he was he didn't he wasn't there a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. I kind of split the role of Alfred between alfred and gordon in that kind of like it's like you know like alfred played the father figure but then also typically we get like he's kind of an assistant as well whereas in this film like the the, the assistant and like you know like the sleuthing detective like partner was just gordon mm. so like yeah um, alfred did the crossword get, puzzles and that's about it yeah, yeah like we didn't get a lot of hmm. so crossword. yeah hmm. it, we definitely i feel like got like significantly less screen time than i expected from alfred but i think 
I think I think the reason they did walk back the whole Wayne thing in terms of like it's okay they're not they're not terrible people like is that scene is that his involvement in the story that that scene when they you know he's in the hospital and like I I didn't love that he survived at first like as I was watching it I was like oh really like he survived um mm. that's felt like a cop out but I feel like. And I feel the same way with the whole Wayne's a good thing where that scene in the hospital sort of justified it enough to where I was like, okay, that's okay. Like, good job. You, you justified why you made these choices. And it's important for Bruce to, you know, come close to losing the person, the only person he has left in his life. He's a, essentially a father to him, you know, a father figure to him. And he comes close to losing him and he needs that moment to sort of snap back to reality of what's important in his life and sort of, you know, recalibrate his priorities and stuff. And that's important to his character. So like the second, once I saw that all play out and could look back on it, I'm like, I I get why they made those decisions. And I like that, but yeah, yeah, no, I like how they used Alfred. And I also liked how, I mean, Andy Serkis brings sort of something different to the role in that he felt like a bit of a, a special forces sort of ex badass well, sort of dude. That's because that's what he is. And I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like he feels more like the Gotham Alfred than he does like any kind of other on screen Alfred. Before. Right. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, like I watched Gotham a while ago, but from what I recall, um, what's the Alfred? Is 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 it Sean? Something. I don't know his name. Penn? Oh fuck! What was his name? Not Sean. Not Sean Penn. <laughs> Sean Penn was not. Gotham. Well, I'm just trying to think. Was it Sean Penn? I was like, no, surely not. Mm. Um. Yeah, I can search it up. But reg- I know like, him. I know who you're talking about. He's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, like, you know, like the, like Andy Serkis much more felt like him than like, you know, like Michael Caine or Jeremy Irons or whatnot. Yeah. And I like that for that. Like I, I, Michael Caine is like the goat. Like, you know, I, I honestly don't think – I'd be hard-pressed to think any Michael uh, – any, any Michael Caine's – Any Michael <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah, there's going to be another Michael Caine, guys. Uh, I don't think any other Alfred interpretation can beat Michael Caine for me. But this I was – I, again, I really liked – what was that? But I won't bury you. I'm trying to. <laughs> me, and, me and Luke were trying to do Michael Caine. We're talking Just about. Man, Just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about how fucking good uh, Dominic was at Michael Caine yeah, impressions. That's right. He was that's like right. amazing. Dude. Oh, oh, I was trying to say so that true. you said good job, Zach, and that just gave me flashbacks, you know. There are no two more harmful words in the English dictionary than good job. Like, what are you doing? You can't just. Who says that? Whiplash. Good job. That's like the whole, that's like the best quote of the movie. Oh, I totally forgot that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, no, now that you say it, I remember it, but like, I did not, I, I did not spring, that did not spring to mind. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I like Andy Serkis. He's great. I, like, I just like Andy Serkis in general. And uh, I appreciate that. It, much like Robert Pattinson bringing something different to Batman, he brought something different to Alfred, which was nice as well. For the little we see of him, and we're going to, I presumably get a lot more of him too, so that's exciting as well. Wait, so you th- felt like he had like a military background? He did. They did they say that, or how, how did I? I'm pretty sure they say that or something. But like the character of Alfred always has that. Like that's like he like it's a big. That's part. core it's of his like, character anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like he he does train Bruce a bit, like in like you know in his young years. But, but you get more of that. I just felt like he felt more grizzled. Like he felt like in the performance itself, like regardless of any background information or whatever, like he felt like a, like an ex, like army, like military dude. You know what I mean? As opposed to like the, like Malcolm Kane feels like the, the cool grandpa, you know, like he, that's not what this Alfred was to me. Alfred was more like the badass uncle, you know? Yeah. Like I'm just, 
it's a little sad that we didn't get like more Bruce Wayne and Alfred and a little more like Paul Dino Joker and like stuff like that. Like those are the things that let down the movie a little bit for me because it is mainly just three hours of just straight Batman stuff, Batman and Gordon. Batman and Gordon doing things, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I would say is like the theme is like very repetitive. There's, you know, oh, it man. plays better a thousand times, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's still a great movie. We may as well transition to the score then as, uh, as Fitzy's brought it up. I mean, for me, I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong. They totally, you're totally right. They just, uh, they just go ham on it, you know. But for me, it's like a, a they, oh, I disagree. But for me, it's like a, um, it's like a good, bad, and the ugly situation where it's like if you've got a theme that good, just I don't care, just hit it every three seconds, you know. Um, and I outside mean, of that, the theme is like three notes. You know, it's not that. It's actually full. Amazing. But it, no, it's also it's so cool. It's so cool, and you, there's so many different ways they use it. You know, it's great. Um. Anyway, what do you think of the main theme, And What do you think of the score overall? Because well, regardless of the theme, I was very impressed with it. Yeah, for for as much as they use the main theme, I think it's such an expansive score, and it's I think it feels like everything else in that it feels so set and so massive and so just just so expansive. Like like it's just you know I was like looking at the track list like this. It's like it's a very big track list for like a film score. You know, like you, typically, there's like what I don't know, like anywhere between, um, what would you say, like like ten to seventeen tracks, right? That's about right. Like in this, I think it's like, okay, oh, hold on, let me let me try and find how long it is. I was listening to it the other day and uh, was very impressed. The um, the like it's, the, it's, the, it's the opening track. The opening track, which is the one that plays during the scene, I just uh, you know, just spoofed about twenty nine songs. Wow, like yeah. it, it, it's it's just, it's just so complete. Like there's a song for every kind of like thing that you need. Like, like yeah, you know, sorry, it's like sorry to cut you off, but you know, as much as they use no, the, main, right. the the main theme as a as a motif for the character every time it kind of appears, there is just so much music to fill everything that you can need, and I I love it, brilliant. No, totally. That 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 scene and that score during the scene I was talking about earlier. I, that got the honor of going straight on my soundtrack playlist as soon as I heard it again. I was like, yeah, that's that shit's awesome. And I also really love the Riddler's theme using whatever I don't know what song that is that he literally sings in the movie. Um, that I don't know what is it that classic oh, song Maria. Maria. That one, yeah, and that that, 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 that is his theme throughout the whole movie. A um, Michael Giacchino's I don't know um, version of it or whatever, whatever, however you describe that. It, it, it's all the time, and I really enjoy the, the use of that as well. Also, really like Catwoman's theme as well. Um. Mm. And just, Cat, I mean, Catwoman in general. Catwoman was, I, I really was liked. Was like, I, don't, I don't remember that. I only, it stuck out to me when I was listening to it again, which I, I recognized it when I listened to it again. I can't. Do you want me to like hum it for you or something? No, <laughs> no that's what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm definitely not. Um, what do we think of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? She was good. She was good. Yeah. I thought I was just waiting for you go, she was shit. Terrible. Um, <laughs> I really liked her. What about you, Jed? Um, yeah, I thought she was quite good. Like, I'm not going to complain about it at all. Um, you know, like, I, I don't price. know what else. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like, you know, like, I'm not, I, I don't really know what I kind of expected from it too. Like, so, like, I don't know kind of if I can praise it because I don't know what I, what I was looking for. But, like, you know, like, she like the, she doesn't set a foot wrong or anything like that. Like, it's... It's a good performance. It works the rest of the film. I think her chemistry with 
Robert Pattinson is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love the kind of way that she's involved in the story. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think Catwoman's a, yeah, I, I think she's another great part of the film. Yeah, no, totally. And she is really, I would argue, I think she has the third most screen time. Like she is, I feel like her, Gordon and Batman are sort of the three most central characters to the story, I think, at the heart of it. And yeah. I really liked her too. She, I don't know, like I, I, I just think Zoe Kravitz is great full stop. So, you know, throw her in anything. I really liked her fight choreography and everything as well. And I don't know, like I liked her relationship with Batman. I didn't love it, you know. Maybe a rewatch will help with that. Like they had good chemistry like on screen, no doubt. But just like the way their relationship develops was sort of weird to me. I don't know. Like I didn't really I didn't really get why she was into him, but like and it also was weird that that was like the final emotional beat of the movie, like literally the last scene. That was sort of weird to me. Like I didn't really I feel like a rewatch is going to help me with that. I buy into that. It was just sort of an interesting choice to end the movie on that for me where I was like I don't really feel this. You know, whereas I was really feeling when Batman was like lifting the people out um, of the wreckage and stuff. Like I thought that felt more um, emotionally impactful of an ending to me, you know. But I mean, she's great. She's great. And have we gone this far without mentioning bloody uh, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon? He is literally the, the like the, the him and Batman, just the protagonists of this movie pretty much. They advance the plot by themselves essentially. Yeah, so in, in saying that, like it kind of uh, – I don't even know if I said it earlier, but like I was meant to say, like when we're talking about like Bruce Wayne is like kind of socially awkward. His Batman kind of feels socially awkward as well. Oh, definitely. Like the yeah. way he like just like stands in like the crime scene, and just kind of looks around and like you know, obviously you know his his really mind's working and whatnot. But like I feel like had it been like a more developed Batman, he would have had a bit more like not charm, but there would have been a bit more about him to like in in that kind of you know in, in that kind of space. Um, yeah, and I, I I love that he just kind of stands there and says like oh one line and then like looks over and then like mm. just like leaves. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of that also is how I love how the police react to him, and I love that little moment where like I think one of the the, the forensic people like go and like try and move where he is, and and he's just sort of blocking the way, and he's sort of like excuse me, you know that that was mm. good. I like that. Um, yeah, I really liked every scene where Batman's sort of just standing there, like with the police and just working with them. And the way like he solves all the riddles in like two seconds, which I kind of like, I kind of enjoyed. Like he's just that he is the world's greatest detective, I guess. I mean, everyone's all these comic dorks have been telling me that for years, and I've never really believed it. But I guess, uh, I guess he is. So I thought that was really cool. And just, I mean, Jeffrey Wright is is really great. Full stop. And you know, but like, is he there? Whoa. That's my question. No, he's good, but like, there's like, <laughs> like I can't Gary Oldman. When I think of like Gary Oldman and oh yeah, yeah and, yeah, yeah. and and Anne Hathaway as like Catwoman, like those are my much more like full characters that I like get into the emotion of. Like, you know, the Catwoman in this movie, she oh, I mean, like intense things happened to her, but like it just wasn't as involving. Like that, that her friend died or whatever. Like, yeah, her friend got killed by Falcone, but it really wasn't as uh, I don't know. Like, you didn't get her perspective as much, or you know, Gordon's perspective. It was just it was very Batman centric, and as Jaden said, it was like very you know, crime detective is like that detective ish. Like that is what the movie is. So it's really not great on 
the characters as much. Maybe apart from Bruce Wayne, but well, yeah. I, I, I think this is like the most like kind of story driven and procedural kind of yeah yeah film exactly. in the superhero yeah. genre. Yeah, and like I think that's fine because it just sticks with this like you know like it it uh, it is a genre film but not a superhero genre film. It's a noir detective film to me, you know. Yeah, I mean it's great, but like just in terms of what I get from movies in general is mainly you know character stuff. character based. Yeah, right. I understand that for Gordon. Um, I mean, uh, buddy, Gary Oldman's incredible and we got three movies with him and I'm looking forward to getting more with Jeffrey Wright. But I disagree with Catwoman. I think this Catwoman's better than Anne Hathaway to me. Anne Hathaway. And mm. The second, the no, no, nah, the, like, the second <laughs> that, uh, that uh, bloody Zoe Kravitz owned three cats and they all liked Batman, I'm like, she's my Catwoman. But uh, <laughs> she owns cats. But uh, no, no, in all seriousness though, like I did really uh, – I thought I, I connected with this Catwoman more. Like I appreciated her backstory more, um, you know, her working in the club and be also being an orphan and, you know, being treated terribly and trying to, like as she says, like trying to make her way in this world. I feel like we see that a lot in the film. Like we actually get to see her, you know, struggle and have to, you know, do shady deals. Like when she's there, you know, robbing the cars and stuff um, and doing all these sort of jobs and stuff. I connected with that character and understood her situation in the world. More so than Anne Hathaway, I think. And that's not telling you anything. I like Anne Hathaway a lot too, of course. Why was was Anne Hathaway just a thief in The Dark Knight Rises? Like, that's what it was, right? Like, we see her, He's like, a we first. Burglar. Well, yeah, like, like, we first meet her, like, stealing at, like, Bruce's party, and then, like, just kind of develops from there. Like, there's not really yeah. much else to the story, right? But I feel yeah. like also it's just, like, I don't know. Like, no, just... I, I get what you mean, though, because I, I, like, like, I, I do understand your feeling, but I think. Yeah. Like, she feels really... Maybe it's just the, I don't know, difference of directing or whatever, directors, but, like, it feels like we see in that movie, at least, the Catwoman that um, she cares about Batman, and we kind of see a bit of a home situation, and she's kind of, like, half anarchist, half, like, you know, against Bane, and she's in a very interesting position, and she's just positioned really well, and... Like when she when she traps, you know, Bruce Wayne for Bane, you know, she, we see her regret, and I feel like we get a lot of that, and it's directed really well. But, um, yeah, no, I do agree that there is stuff in this movie for, you know, Zoe Kravitz. So like that POV scene in the club, mm -hmm. it's creepy. Really good scene. Really, yeah, it was really great. That was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. That was good. That, that, that was a really great scene, actually, because it sort of – it was doubly effective in that it was interesting plot-wise, like, in Batman's perspective of, like, learning more about, oh, my God, look look at all the people that are in here. Like, and he's, like, scanning the faces and he's learning, oh, shit, that's the DA, that's this. And that, that was interesting in itself. But then it was also, like, pu literally putting you in Catwoman's perspective of, like, these exactly like you said, these creepy dudes looking at you. Like, that's also, yeah. I feel, like, quite interesting as well. So, I thought that was a really great scene, actually. You think creepy dudes looking at you is interesting? Well, it's interesting to connect to the character. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know exactly yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. You're trying to make me say something bad, aren't you, Jane? <laughs> uh, I think we – did we cover all the main performances? I think we did, if I'm not. Oh, I actually really liked Peter Skarsgård or whatever his name is. Oh, the DA, right? Yeah. He was, like, really, yeah. like, on edge. 
Yeah. Oh shit, Sarsgaard, not Skarsgård. Okay, because <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, I was like, he, lo- I was like, he looks nothing like the rest of the brothers, and I was like, it's, it's Sars, right? Do we want to okay. get back into this? Do we yeah, want to open this right, can of worms? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's been a villain. Oh, not villain, but he's been in. He was in the Green Lantern as well. Yeah, he's in two oh, now. Weird. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a good shit. Actually, good. I liked him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Um, what about Greg Fraser's cinematography in this film? Can any delicious? Can any of you guys pick if you had to? Maybe, maybe, maybe you can cheat a little bit, but could you pick one shot? Because I can. You can cheat, or maybe one or two. You know, it's fine well, if you want to cheat. I, I love the shot of like Gotham Square, or like whatever you're going to call it, like the main square of Gotham, like both when it's filled and when it's empty. I think that's so stunning, and it like perfectly highlights the tone of the city and like of the film and just i just think uh i i think those two shots like you know back to like not back to back like you know like like this the the you know how we get at the start when it's full and a bit later on when it's empty and you're kind of just driving through i think they're both great but also i think just the the, the diner like like the opening shot from the trailer i, I, I think oh. it's such a i think it's so fantastic just that short three seconds just on the outside of that corner yeah when that shot came up, probably it was, it was probably like two hours and fifteen minutes into the movie. I like, I was like, oh shit, we haven't seen this shot yet. Like as soon as it came up, I was like, oh, there it is, there it is. Yeah. Well, I was waiting for things to come up in the trailer, and like they came a lot later than I was expecting. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Like that shot of Batman looking up with he's got mud on his face is literally like it's all over the at end, that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like yeah. the one like of him like leading the people. Like I thought that was going to be like a part oh, of the yeah. story, and like him going incredible. Into, I thought that was going to be like. I thought that was police in, in, like, in, like, the trailer, and I thought he was, like, leading the police, like, down somewhere, like, like to find something. But, like, the way that it's just, you know, him, like, saving the people of Gotham, uh, it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. That's my favourite shot. The one overhead, him with the flare, mm-hmm. leading the people yeah. through the water, That's incredible. Really and, it, and it's so thematically relevant, too. Like, when he did that, when he reached his hand out, and I believe it's the kid who, yeah. he, you know, he, that had been consistent throughout the film that, that reaches out to him first, um... Because he obviously, you know, has has a slight connection there, but that is so poignant, and I love that the fact that as soon as he did that, I realized, oh, Batman hasn't helped a single person in this movie, like not one, you know. Oh, I mean, and he, that's, he, that's he, the idea. He helped I guess. the dude at the start, like you know. But, he, but, but the, the dude was scared shit of him. It was scared shitless of him. Oh yeah, fair. <laughs> I think, but I think that's the that's the idea. Yeah, like yeah. the, the, the re- they reach out and they follow him, you know. For the first time, and that's the and that's what the ending narration I think is all about. You know, he uh, this whole time, you know, he talks about he's doing this his pursuit of vengeance. Of course, as we know, uh, I love that everyone calls him vengeance. By the way, oh yeah, and, and like doesn't great. make a specific effort to like call him one thing, like Batman or vengeance, or just like yeah, he's just both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the fact that he's this pursuit of his, you know, he wants to have an impact on Gotham. He doesn't know how, and that's what the the opening is all about. And by the end, he realizes that, you know, this being the shit out of criminals going out every night and just, you know, picking on low life thugs is completely serving himself and his own sense of, you know, just makes himself feel better for, you know, this idea of vengeance. And, you know, he wants to, you know, beat the shit out of the people or the equivalents of, you know, he killed his parents or whatever, but he needs to be more, you know, he needs to be a symbol, you know, and I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that reminds me, you're talking about the start. 
my favorite shot or maybe favorite moment is just like him the pv of like him on the bicycle with his helmet and when the nirvana when they could like the chorus it you know kicks in mm. it's like very slow and then it just suddenly kicks in over his like narration or whatever um yeah that was that was epic yeah that was good hell yeah dude yeah. that's your favorite shot yeah you know like because that's like it, it's kind of like a times square kind of thing there's all those like you know like those are the screens or whatever yeah. but um it, it's, it's its own version of it it's very cool but like yeah just seeing him like on the motorcycle or whatever like gopro you know gopro style yeah um, yeah that was cool yeah man my um, like a vlog. My close second like a vlog yeah. <laughs> hey guys it's bruce wayne here. um my, my close second would be of course to sort of transition into the action a little bit and this is cheating because i heard matt reeves talk about this but is of course the scene in the trailer that we get fully extended here, where he comes out of the elevator and mm. uh, and is shot at, and that and the 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 I don't know what do you call it, like the fire, the ammunition lights the scene as it, all of the bullets hit him. Muzzle flash. Armor, yeah. The muzzle flashes exactly, and he beats the shit out of all the villains. Just dude, you put that shit in the movie, I'm gonna eat that up. You know, I love that sort of stuff. And uh, Matt Reeves talked about how that was actually it's three shots they stitched together. So well, how, how do you deal. like? Because like, do you? Like how how do you shoot that? Like because like obviously you can't shoot it in complete darkness because you need to choreograph it. So like would you just like then treat it in post to darken that, like that or? It, they did shoot it in darkness. Now obviously I don't know. It's obviously not as dark as it appears in the film. Yeah, like, you yeah. Like, obviously, I'm sure yeah, I can but, see enough. Yeah. Um, he said they shot it in darkness and the muzzle flashes did actually light the scene. I don't know how you. I mean, I guess you just rehearse that. it to like you know. I guess like you know, they're that everyone sits on their marks and just. Yeah. He kind of just approaches each one. Yeah, uh, I guess it's not that difficult, but yeah. I guess, like, the, the dark was, like, what I was most asking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he said it was really challenging and that, yeah, they split into three sections, but they then shot, they nailed the first section, then did the second, and they stitched them together, and apparently, yeah, the muzzle flashes do light the scene, which is, dude, dude. Again, another thing I'd watch on YouTube on repeat, that one. Loved it. Um, but the action in general... Just love the love the choreography. Love how Batman moves in the movie. He feels like so believable in the way he just would beat the shit out of you. you know, even more so than than actually probably much more so than uh, Christian Bale's Batman, which you know there's some good action in those movies, no doubt. But in terms of just the hand to hand combat of it, like I found this Batman much more believable. Like, well, I think that like cause like. Christian Bale's is actually like a structured fighting. Like, doesn't it? Like, he know like like that Batman like knows like like you know like martial arts and like actually like, fighting right. Yeah. Whereas this Batman just feels like kind of a street brawl type thing. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he feels like. I love it though. That that little moment when um Gordon says, "Why didn't you pull your punch?" and he says, "I did." Yeah, that's I did. Great. yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really enjoyed the action. I don't know if you guys have any particular comments on it. A lot of it did feel similar, but I'm just I just loved it so much. Mm. I really loved it at the end when he, you know, came through the ceiling of the stadium and, you know, he was using the um the grapple hook and stuff, loved all that. Oh yeah, well. all those people that got shredded by the glass that he fucking blew from the roof. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um but then of course the, there's the Batmobile chase as well. Which, oh, yeah. uh, which was the oh, only sorry, ten seconds yeah. Jane didn't like, like, for like, like when he hits like the on ramp on the bridge, and then like when the truck blows up, like between like that little section there, like 
I like I remember like I I, I like I zoned out and like I yeah. kind of looked at the screen. And I was like, oh shit! I should. Well, like the exact same thing happened to me. Yeah, I, I feel like I zoned out and I was like, oh wait, what's happening? Oh yeah, we're chasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what it was like. Yeah. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it was a bit long. I don't disagree, but um, it was a bit confusing. I, just, I don't know. It was it was it wasn't shot that great. I think I think it was a bit confusing. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I thought it was really effective in how it like the camera was like always really tight on everything, and you, mm. I really felt the franticness of like the cars, literally like the positioning of everyone's. It's it, this complete insanity of like the way Penguin was trying to maneuver between the trucks and shit. I, I really enjoyed it actually. But um, I mean, actually, sorry, I just wanted to bring the scene up. It's one of the standout scenes in the movie in terms of like a, a tentpole sort of, I think, thing to remember about it, but. Dude, the the sound design of the Batmobile. Oh my god, oh my god, dude! When that th- when that engine starts and the theater is just going, oh, it was a uh, top tier sound design. Absolutely like, loved cause, it. Because you went to a pre release, uh, I assume there's like, like a lot more like fanboys. Like, was was your theater like rowdy or clapping or shit like that or not? No, no. no? Okay, okay, no. Good. <laughs> like, cool. yeah, this this isn't a movie. You clap to is is what is what we established. You know? Yeah, this is cinema. We don't. I mean, not that cinema. you clap to any movies because you know they're not. Mm. Gonna, you clap to theme park rides. That's what you clap to. No, no, no you don't. Because I mean, like, the theme park ride doesn't acknowledge your existence, so you shouldn't be clapping it. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but my dude, I, I'm just I can't get over like the way that the the Batmobile came through the speakers was something else. It was an otherworldly experience. That one that was awesome. What else we got here? I mean, by the time the we get to the third act, I mean, like deep into the third act of the whole stadium sequence, like I really liked the action there, but there's no doubt by that point the film sort of drops its all its Seven and Zodiac influences and becomes a third act action film. You know what I mean? Which isn't an issue. I'm not. It's not a criticism, well, I, but I don't think so. Not, not entirely. I still, I, I still think it's. I, I still think there's hints of it. I think, I think, like in the menace that. Like the Riddler kind, of, like the Riddler greens kind of pose. Oh, oh yeah. I, th- I think they could, they're kind of Zodiac esque. I didn't like the Riddler greens at all. I, think I, 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 I did quite like it. Like, like once again, it was, it was, it was this, it was, it was a second moment in the film where I was kind of drawn out of a bit just because it was kind of like a bit actiony for like what the rest of the film was. But yeah, like the thre- I, I, I really liked the threat that they posed because they felt more dangerous than the actual Riddler because they were just shooting on innocent people, you know. Well, yeah, they feel like, yeah, it felt like a very, uh, again, don't want to overuse the word grounded, but it felt like a sort of terrorist attack that is sort of scarily yeah, plausible, yeah. you mm. know, like these gunmen shooting from the ceiling. There were just so many of them, though, that, that it made it feel unrealistic, but it also felt very, like, comic book, comic booky, like, that felt like a very comic book ending. Like where the goons come in, and you know, also like the coffee, like the question mark in the coffee felt like something from like a panel, like that. It did. That's a good point. Yeah, but that, yeah. That, that that's just a bit of fun. Yeah, that's a bit of homage. You know, it's not. Yeah, it's but, not really. But it does feel very comic booky because, like, like it is based on uh, the long Halloween. It it feels. I don't know. Like the procedural element of it is kind of. It feels like a novel or something, or like a you know a long story, like a graphic novel or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, Matt was very inspired by all of that, but um, yeah, I mean, when the my first thought was with that, when the credits hit, 
again, I stand by the movies a bit long, but when the credits hit, it actually sort of felt like to me I'd just watch a HBO miniseries as, as opposed to a film. And not a, not a good or bad thing, just an observation for me anyway. Like I sort of just felt like the way it, it was structured and the procedural nature of it that we're talking about, it sort of felt like that felt like a three-part. I feel like I just binged a three-episode thing, you know, but. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I understand that. Oh, actually, that's exactly what I was going to say. In terms of the Riddler goons, the moment, like when they take the goons' mask off and he says, I am vengeance, like, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? I get what that scene is. It just felt really forced to me, you know, of like, why did we, Why did you ask this random goon who he is? Like, didn't he ask, who are you? Why'd you ask who are you? You're just some random. You know who he is. He's one of the dudes that commented on the YouTube video that well, I'm going to go and shoot Gordon, the place up. Gordon didn't know that. Did That's Gordon true. ask the question? Yeah, he asked the question, but he, and he didn't know that because he wasn't at the apartment. So I mean, like, right? I, I guess it's kind of like I, I get what you're saying, but like I, I, I like I, I love it. That's I, something, I, yeah. I love it, but like you know, I, I think you know, if you're looking for a way to explain, I guess you can kind of explain it like that. But like. If you have an issue, yeah. I don't have an issue with it, but you have an issue. So, like, that's very Yeah. Problem. Yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it felt forced. Like, it felt like, who are you? I don't know, man. I'm fucking John Smith. I live at 24 5th Street. Like, what the fuck do you want from me? You know what I mean? Like, what was he hoping to get out of the question? You know what I mean? It was a sort of a weird thing to say in the moment, I thought. But, I mean, I totally get why it's in there. Like, it's totally the, the I am vengeance I am Vengeance Batman. Oh, shit. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. I probably shouldn't be that mm. person. I, I get it. I get it. Um, that moment also right afterwards where Batman, like, what did he do? He, like, jumped on the thing that was falling or something? Oh, well, yeah, like the electricity. Like, yeah. yeah. I was really, I didn't really, I was very confused. Because well, if it touched the water, then everyone would have died because electricity plus water is a big no So he shielded them from the... He like no, cut so, it off. so he cut it off. So the so the oh so while the it was falling, yeah. Okay, the th- the thing that took me out of that was I think like the person next to me, like as it was happening, as he was falling, I must have missed the part where he cut it because as it was as he was falling, the person next to me was like, I think he's gonna die, and that like distracted me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then when it fell, so then when it hit the water and he was fine, I was like, wait, what? It's gonna and then die. It, he cut the thing. It's fine. I get it. That's cool. That's cool, dude. As it, and, and that was so distracting to me. I felt like turning and going, are you fucking dumb? Are <laughs> <laughs> <You> serious? <laughs> that would have been wild. I mean, with that amount of electricity, like, electrocute those people in that amount of water? Because, I don't know. I mean, probably, felt, but... Probably, really? It was, like, really... It was kind of just a cable, and it was, like, a lot of water. I mean, like it was a stadium, so like that was all industrial. Like it was all industrial, like lighting and kind of, you know, it was was a, it was it was was definitely a lot of current, you know. Mm, Sure. Let's whip out the uh, three, four physics textbook, Liam, and we'll analyze circuits. Let's ask Mister 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 O'Connell, the bully. Are you going to name drop teachers? Haven't we done that before? Have we? I don't know. I'll just I'll just put right where you said that. I'll just put I'm vengeance right there. <laughs> if you want, we're going a bit long, so I don't really want to ask. Like, I guess we can kind of do it quick, but like, go for it. We can cut sequence. It's fine. We watch it. We're reviewing the Batman. We've waited for years for mm. this chat. We'll do everything. Who like we talked about? We don't really want Joker, but like, who's your ideal for the next kind of 
movies or the next kind of thing? Like who or like who do you think rather or like you know like who who do you want to see? I've thought about this. I would kind of like when someone said Mr. Freeze, I thought that's sort of cool. Like I don't know. I feel like you can do something with that. I feel like you know it's Arnold is hard to overcome, but so is Jim Carrey, and they did that. So I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. I feel like you can do. I feel like there's more to be done with Bane, in terms of doing a more comic accurate version of him. But I, I feel like you don't touch Bane if you're doing this as a trilogy just because of two similarities. Similar. Yeah, I would have said the same thing about introducing Joker at the end of this movie, though. So yeah, but the, the Joker's you can't have a Batman without Joker. Incomplete, honesty and fairness. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's fair. He is more pivotal than Bane. Yeah, mm, I don't know. There are so many options. I mean, people probably there was like that Hush reference in the movie. Who they do Hush? You know, mm. when like the um, like really had literally written Hush on the, I don't know, his uh, wall or whatever. But you do, you can do that. That, that. That'd be cool. Um, I know there are so many villains. I feel like. I don't know if I'd want something like Poison Ivy or some shit. I don't know if I want that. I mean, I thought I would have just, I would have been happy with, I think the ending of this movie suggests and the fact we're getting a spin-off show indicates it's not going to be this, but I would have been happy just as, with the Penguin as being the main thing moving forward. But well, I don't like, think that's going to be it, Yeah, I would like, I think Penguin still has a part to play in the next one. Like, I'd be surprised yeah. if they do the spin-off series and then just leave it at that. I agree. Um, I think it'd be the next one, yeah. Poison Ivy, where she put she poisons all the water, right? As an act of like um, rebellion against um, you know, climate change. That would be that would be good because she cares so about bad. nature. <laughs> she poisons like good. as in like the the flooded city. Like she she gets right on it real fast mm. while it's still flooded. I, I think I think they'll avoid anyone that kind of has that kind of m- magical or kind of power element. Or mm. like for now at least, or like they might do it like in a very subtle kind of reassessed way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like the next one needs to be less of a slow burn procedural thing. It needs to be a bit more. Um, I don't know. It has it has to have a bit more momentum because I don't think you can kind of repeat this the way it is. You know, just do another think, one of these. I don't think they will. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Like we, yeah. I, I don't know. if we, It'd be weird if we just get another mystery. I mean, I think definitely keep the core traits of what this Batman is in terms of like, have this be the series that focuses on Batman more as a detective. I think that's cool. But yeah, I agree. Like in terms of the way that it actually like structurally plays out, do something a bit different. Yeah. As he sort of becomes more, more like the Batman we know, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other villains like Deathstroke. Do people like that? I don't think you touched Deathstroke because isn't Deathstroke being teased in the main kind of DCEU type canon? I think he was teased to be in that Ben Affleck movie that became oh. this, you know? So, oh, okay, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's sort of weird. <laughs> Feel free to throw anything else out there while this continues. Liam, who do you want to say? Who do I want to say? Yeah. Oh, Harvey Dent, obviously. Two face. I think mm. there'll be a good this could have a good they could be a good Harvey Dent. Um because he is just a guy. And, you know, I guess if this is about corruption then they could do that. 
But I mean, if you have Harvey Dent and the Joker in the next one, it's kind of a bit, you know, double oh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I was with Jaden. I thought that. I thought Joker was Harvey Dent for a second, just with the way yeah, his yeah, face. Yeah, because the half of the face. His, yeah. his face was fucking scarred on half his face. I was like, this is, this is, I was like, this is yeah. Two-Face. And then, yeah, and then yeah. I was saying, oh, no, there's a clown. He said clown. I'm like, oh, He said clown. Yeah, I'm like, all right, guys, I get it. And like the cast list is like Barry Keegan Joker. I was like, oh, okay, right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you guys go to uh, Ratalada or whatever? How do you say that thing in the movie? Ratalada. Oh, to the, to, the, to the website. To the website and do the thing. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, we did that. You can go to it and you just have to solve the riddles and uh, you get you get like a little uh, reward. Like you get little like teaser images and stuff. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't think there's anything in them really, but it was kind of neat. I, I like when I like when they do sort of cross media marketing like that. I haven't done any trivia. Eh. <laughs> do we want any trivia? I don't know. I think we're fine with that trivia. Yeah, probably. Probably. Unless you have something oh, that you think is really interesting. The only really interesting thing I had was that um, Matt Reeves wrote the script of Rob Pattinson in mind before he before he was cast at all, before I even knew he well, wanted actually, to do it. That, that is something I was surprised. Like, I had a look and there's only two writers credited. It was Matt Reeves and um, the other bloke whose name I forgot. But like, yeah. Because like, this, this, this went through a bit of development hell, didn't it? It kind of changed hands a bit and like it evolved a bit. Well, this version of it didn't. Like, that's the thing. Like, well, this, the, in this, terms this of version being... didn't, but like the actual project of this kind of solo yes. Batman film did. Yeah. Yes. So, like, it's like seeing that there was only two writers credited, kind of surprised me that you know, like, like when they when it reached when it reached their hands, like how much they must have treated it to like kind of get it to this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's basically an entirely yeah new Matt Reeves vision of a film because I know. Ben Affleck was talking about, and he remember years ago he released that like that clip of him training for the movie, with training mm. with Deathstroke, which is so weird in retrospect. That movie like was never meant to be, obviously, but um, that was obviously a completely different movie. So yeah, it's cool. Oh, and the only other you know you know TLDR for uh for this is that uh, Rob Pattinson snuck off the tenant set to do this audition, and Christopher Nolan like. Like he lied about it and said, I've got a family emergency. And then Christopher Nolan's, and then Christopher Nolan said, You're doing the Batman audition, aren't you? And he said, Yeah. He's <laughs> such a liar. Like he, he, he lies in interviews like all the time. It's so funny. That's hilarious. Like he's straight up, I only tried to lie to Nolan. Nolan's just like, You're just doing the Batman audition, aren't you? Like, don't lie to me. Is it it's like so offensive funny. towards Nolan that he's like, you know, because Nolan is Batman? I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess a Warner Brothers exec told him, which is so funny. I love that. Um, all right. Well, I mean, I guess we can get into our final verdict for the Batman. We well and truly covered it. Jaden. Yeah, this is a pure 10 um, for me. It's just dripping with style and just – it's everything I said at the start and throughout. It's just so strong in what it presents and it so clearly shows it. And, like, it's the most expansive and well-thought and well-planned Batman we've got. I mean, that's, you know, partly that's due to the runtime, you know. Because it is two hours fifty, they have the opportunity to do that. Like, yeah, it's just ten out of ten for me. Just my personal favorite Batman film. Awesome, huge plays. Well done, Matt. Congratulations. What about you, Fitzy? I mean, yeah, the movie is fantastic, um, but it is an eight out of ten for me. So, yeah, I really hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an eight for me too. I think it's absolutely awesome, and 
I'm really looking forward to rewatching it. Like really looking forward to rewatching it. I just want to see. Like I just loved Robert Pattinson in this role so much. I just can't wait to like watch the scenes again. Like with him just like talking, him doing anything in the movie. I'm just like captivated. I'm like so in. I love it. Um, yeah, minor minor criticisms and issues that hold it back slightly, but like. This movie's awesome. Absolutely couldn't recommend it enough. And for me, you know, my most anticipated movie for a long time and I was very, very satisfied with it. So I'm very happy. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Let this let this Batverse reign, you know what I mean? Give me all this Batverse content. I'm really looking forward to it, more of it. Do you guys want to do highlights? Have you got anything that you really want to speak about? Um, not particularly, but like if you want. I don't mind. Cool. As always, now we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week we asked you, what is the most average MCU movie, the most mid? Luke said, I would say Captain Marvel, but that's not average. That's trash. Uh, I feel like the Ant-Man movies are actually a good baseline for a standard Marvel movie. If you're making a tier list, they're good enough for a tipping point, good enough of a tipping point, sorry. They're not bad movies. They have enough humour and good action scenes. They're creative and interesting movies. They make good use of previous films. Um, They're also not super fantastic. Um, Also, Andy's take on The Winter Soldier is trash and objectively false. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Um, Yeah. Which I actually feel like I've now copy and pasted these in the wrong order. I should have read Andy's first, which Andy says, I haven't seen all the MCU movies I only stopped at Guardians of the Galaxy because I started decided to finish off the MCU in 2023. Uh, but the most average MCU movie I have seen is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't have a say in this because I know nothing about the MCU. But because it's in a lot of people's number one list, including Jaden, I don't think it comes close to that. Jan, respond, beef. Uh, like I don't know, like I. Uh, I can't I can't remember his review because he fucking deleted it. But like, I just remember like there was a lot of points of that I just disagreed with. Um, I I, th- I think one of the things he brought up was the choreography and like that's like I think I think the fight choreography was quite good. I think like you know just personally like you know obviously the elevator scene is the one that comes to mind first because that's kind of like the main kind of thing that it's kind of in like come through that film. But I just think a lot of the sequences like with Bucky and like and like Cap on the heli on the heli carrier and like just like any of the others, I, I think it is quite decent. Um, and like, I saw some of the reviews he did like, and like one of the criticisms of the film was, um, uh, it, it was, it was just like saying like, you know, like Marvel kind of words, like, Oh, Halle Carrier, Winter Soldier and all that is like, Oh, but who gives a shit about that? Like, it's such an unfair criticism to say who gives a shit. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure we've all done it on this show, but like, you know, like, like that, cause that, that can just be applied to anywhere and anything. So like, this this kind oh, of right. idea that like you know oh it's just Marvel jargon who gives a shit I, I I don't think that's a fair criticism so I just want to say that as well but you know Andy didn't say that but like he did like a review that said it so like mm, so he may as well have said it you know yeah, he might he might as well yeah he says it with his Andy. heart yeah no, yeah <laughs> take that Andy uh, all right Vinci do you have an answer for this. Did you use any scientific equation to come to the most mid MCU right. movie? First off, I just want to say that this is that's just a Andy. You just misinterpreted the fucking question. Okay, it was the most average. You had it at two stars. It kind of seems like you really hate it. So you fucking misinterpreted the question, and you suck. Whoa! Um, oh, take it so, easy. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, yeah. it's okay. Um. 
Shang Chi, I guess. Oh, get fucked. Shang Chi. <laughs> Cultural Shang-Chi. appropriation land, man. man. Um, I don't know. It's just average. It's okay. Yeah. So well done. That actually should be your answer. Like the way you just said that exactly for an average film. Like that's exactly There's what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of different for an MCU film. I do like the relationship between um Aquafina and the guy, but. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end, it just devolves into you know CGI mess. So that's my answer. It's funny. I actually completely agree with your opinion on the film. Like, I don't think it's great either. But like, I, I think it's exactly what you said. Like, I, I, when I was doing my math on this, I was like, "There's enough to make it stand out in terms of like the setting and mm, like yeah. the, the cultural stuff involved in terms of like doing Chinese myths and stuff." Where I was like, "Okay, that's that's above mid for me." Like in terms of like the status of it, if that makes sense. But what about you, Jane? Um, I don't know, because this, so like Thor was where my mind first went, like the first Thor, not the Dark oh, yeah. World or like it, because it is kind of this entirely forgettable experience and just a very mundane kind of thing. But then like, I think Luke's answer of one of the Ant-Man films, particularly like Ant-Man and the Wasp is probably more right in terms of just average and like kind of running the mill, what you expect is what you get. You know, just, you know, mm. jokes here, that happens there, you know, X action, Y plot. You know, did I have an okay time watching it? Yes. Do I remember any of it? No. Like, I, I, I think, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is probably the one that has to be the most in the middle. Mm. I agree. I, I mean, I, it's not my answer, but I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, Luke's criteria is good as well. I also remember, and I've, I've only seen the first Ant-Man. I've only seen both of them once. But um, I actually, I, I remember laughing a fair bit in Ant-Man. And the like first I just, Ant-Man, yeah, uh, like I think I think is on the positive side. But the second one, I think, leans towards to the mid. mediocrity. Yeah. To the yellow. Yeah. Mm. For me, it's Age of Ultron. Because it's the, uh, it's the one where I felt, I've only seen it once, and it was the first time, like maybe it was just my raw reaction to it when I was, I don't know, however old we were in the theatre watching that, like eight years old. And you have been the 14. credits hit. Yeah, close enough. I looked like I was eight. Still do. And when the credits hit, my raw reaction for the first time was like, yeah. <laughs> like, and this is at a time when I was like, dude, I remember being actually genuinely excited for that movie. I don't know if mm, you guys remember same. the trailer. The trailer was awesome oh, for that so movie. Good. Dude, and James Spader VR. And with like the, the, you know, the I had strings and now I'm free, like kind of creepy thing. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so brilliant. I mean, yeah. Right. I was actually into the MCU and like I went with Luke and Loki and then we saw it. Right. And it was okay. That's cool. Yeah, it was like, all right. Yeah, they did the thing. Good for them. Yeah, 100%. That, that was it for me. And it's it's so funny that like that trailer like does stick out in my brain still. It's actually if we asked a question like disparity between trailer quality and film quality, that'd probably be my answer too. If that were an interesting question, but um, yeah, 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 that's my answer for sure. I actually probably I want to rewatch it at some stage just to see if I find you know more in it because I literally haven't seen it in seven years, which is insane. But yeah, um. As always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comments section. Send us a DM on Instagram or join that there Discord server. This week, we'll be asking you, what is a movie you would never watch? As in a specific movie that you know exists, you've heard about in any capacity, 
And you're just like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that. Let us know. That's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Fitzy, what are we doing next week? Donnie Danko. Donnie Danko. Um, on Stan. I really like Donnie Danko, so that's, that's going to be good. Let's go. I'm a film bro, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah. I know nothing about this movie, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think your opinion will be an interesting one to see of this film. Mm. Okay. 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 All right. Very good. Uh, that's it. Again, we appreciate you all listening. Appreciate you guys joining me for a fun bat-centric conversation. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye.